Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast, episode 37. Finally doing a second episode of the For the Ladies kind of series we got going on. Our next guest I had to get on kicking, screaming. We had to do it at like a park because she wanted like birds in the background. And she wanted like a pumpkin spice latte, extra espresso, whatever the fuck. And we got that out of the way. I gave her notes like a month ago, and it's all like handwritten in her little eclectic journal, and she's finally ready. <laughs> she's a deputy that works here in the Midlands um, of South Carolina. She's been in for almost three years, or coming it's, up on two. Yeah, two years. Coming up on two. Um, so this is going to be our first one that's just like a straight just road deputy um our last uh investigator we had on she went into investigations very very quickly um and y'all are about to start kind of you're going to start shadowing her kind of shortly yeah um so and why i really wanted to sit down with you is because um i guess some people have like a like a stereotype of what like a female cop is supposed to be or or just whatever kind of experiences they've had, if it's kind of like a a butchier female or a more tomboyish female. Okay. And you don't really kinda fit the mold. So it's just proven that there's not one type of personality or type of person that's gonna be in law enforcement. Like it's everything. Just like in the military, there's a little like everybody thinks that Everybody's from like Georgia or Nebraska, and they all grew up on a, like the military is not like that. I mean, you got you know you got Republicans and Democrats and Northeast and Southwest, and it's a lot more mixed than people think. Um, so, like we always do, we're gonna start kind of from the beginning. Some people's beginnings are a little bit more entertaining than others, um, but. Yeah, just so so we'll start kind of kind of as always break it up as birth to elementary and then kind of your growing stages from middle to high, where you got on your track, um, you know, deciding to go to college, um, and then moving forward. So, birth to elementary school. Let's go. Okay. Um. So. My mom and dad met in Virginia. Um, I think they weren't together when I was conceived, so <gasps> they weren't married or anything like that. Um, I was actually three years old at their wedding, so I was Aww. the perfect little flower girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after they got married, they had two more girls. So I'm the oldest of three girls in total. As far as I know. I don't know if he's got any more out there or anything like that, but it's what I was told. Um, my dad usually drove trucks, so I think we talked about it the other, other day. He's only had maybe two two jobs in his adult lifetime, so I don't know where he drove before, but now he drives for um, like a sanitation company in the Midlands, making good money there, um, which he's been showing off a little bit lately um and my mom 
from what I could remember when she used to work, she used to work with um, mentally, mentally ill people. So I don't, but that was like a long time ago and some stuff happened with that and everything like that. Um, so it moved from Virginia to South Carolina in like second grade. Um, any sports, I played mainly soccer in elementary school and stuff and it's a relatively decent team sport yeah just soccer going up and then which those are always two and we've talked about this um, recently at work is two really big indicators if kids are going to be worth a fuck I mean that's that's I know that's harsh but if uh, team sports yeah and if they have siblings right and and God, so I, I just think that makes better humans and better officers and better Marines and all that. Right. I mean, I try to be a team player at work um, to the best of my abilities. But, yeah, I played sports throughout my entire life pretty much. And um, <coughs> I was the main older sister, which they grew up to be bigger than me. So that's <laughs> karma for you. Um, and then middle school, high school, played basketball for the high school and then played some softball and everything like that. Um, took honors classes, so I was the nerdy, the nerd type. Um, so like the nerd athlete? Yeah, so what do they call this? Student athlete, very much that was, right. I was in that category. Um, then my parents divorced in ninth grade and I pretty much lived with my dad for um, the remainder of high school and everything like that. So how did the so divorce is always a big thing, and then with yours, this is one of the the later kind of splits that I've seen. Was that dynamic of you got like your mom's side of thing, your dad's side of thing, and then with yours was yours was kind of interesting because um, how your mother behaved continues to behave. Um, yeah, she, what I would describe, went off the deep end, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but I'm just thankful that my dad was, is a stable person and was just there for me and my sisters. Um, yeah, me and my mother currently don't really get along, but right. it happens, you know. Um, So, so I mean, going through, going through high school, yeah. dealing with a divorce, you're, I don't know, there's kind of like levels of like, let's just call it like levels of family leadership. So okay. you're the oldest sibling, but then you're yes. dealing with your parents splitting up when you're already, I mean, you're damn near an adult. I mean, you're in high school. I mean, mm -hmm. you're already making a lot of decisions. How did, did you have to, what did you have to do to kind of step up and like help your sisters deal with that? Like who needed the most well, help so with dealing with that? My sisters have very big personalities, mm -hmm. right? They um, have their own opinions and they'll tell you. So I didn't really have to, like st how some kids have to step into that, like another parent role for them. Right. I didn't really have to do that. Okay, um, well that's good. But I more or less was 
don't know how to describe it nicely, but I made my own decisions when it came to whether or not I was going to go see my mother and stuff like that because right. of the things she was doing. Right. Um, I did not want to get involved in that and stuff, but luckily I didn't have to be a parent to my sisters. They kind of, um, they're very observant like I am, so they kind of figured out real quick what they needed to to do to survive um, the stuff that was happening in our family, so. Right. Didn't really have to be a parent. I was just, I did my own thing. So it didn't really hold you back just in the classroom and athletics for like setting up for whatever your next level was gonna be? No, not, not at <coughs> all. I mean, still took honors classes, took college prep classes, and graduated with honors um, in high school and That's a th everything that was a like thing? that. Honors with? Distinguished honors, yeah. You get uh. to like like the top 100 or something, it gets to sit up front hmm. and by number. I was like I just remember it was like top two or something. top three of mine, and then that was, oh, well, yeah. that was it. So yeah, just graduated with honors. I mean, but that well, came before easy. graduating with honors, were you already I mean, depending on what you want to do at the next level, you got to start planning like way in advance. Oh, so um, how well, are you already? I'll say this, I'm a huge procrastinator. Um, not gonna lie, that's how I got through college <laughs> and high school. Um, with honors, I well, will Well, sometimes it, the, the, that stress helps you perform. <laughs> so <laughs> we've all, Anybody that went to college said they didn't do that at least a couple times to fucking, I don't know. Most of my papers were done at the 11th hour. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Just that pressure. That's how I got through. Helped me deliver. Yeah, 11th hour, and then if you weren't in the library and you're at your, uh, you know, wherever you were living, you were probably drinking. So had a little, little liquid courage in there in your, <laughs> in your material you were giving your professor. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know why I developed that in high school, but I just procrastinated. My personal family life really did not affect my Okay. It wasn't holding you back or and keeping you up late or anything? No, nah, nothing <coughs> like that. Because um, I also had basketball and stuff to do after school. Like, I stayed busy. Yeah. Pretty much, whether that was um, hanging out with friends or, um, well, I didn't really study, but you know, training um, and conditioning for basketball and stuff like that. Just being active, physically active, is what kind of helped me, or however you want to say it. Help you cope in any kind of way. Yeah, until on certain days. Until I tore my ACL. Uh, in 12th grade, mm. and I couldn't play basketball. Um, don't really recommend that, <laughs> that tear. Um, but yeah, until I tore that, it was I was pretty just just active, trying to stay in sports and stuff like that. And did you want to play yeah. sports in college? Um, no, I knew I was not that good. I knew I was never like gonna reach that. Even, that just, level. even to go somewhere small. Right. I no. Mm -hmm. I'm not okay. that good. I was okay. not. I'm defense. Um, yeah. There was one time in a 
a sophomore basketball game, my coach pulled me aside and they're like, you need to be, you know, more aggressive on the court. I was like, okay. And then I, the following years, continued to get a tech every game. So <laughs> I took that quite literally. A tech every game? Pretty much, Holy yeah. Shit. So I got a little aggressive um, after that. Yeah. But. Um, All right, so procrastinating yeah. getting into college. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I waited. Because I know... Kind of long to for, for me, all my applications were in... And I think, I think I set it up like that on purpose. I don't remember the exact reason, but I had early acceptance to... Every, everywhere I applied, and it was like eight or nine schools. Only one of them was in-state. <laughs> um, yeah, it was USC or nothing on in-state, and then just me venturing anywhere else. So I had all of mine December, January, senior year. I already knew. I already had all the letters. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say I honestly don't remember what when I started applying. I think I signed up for like a college board thing. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to maybe help with like... Hey, look at this one and that one. Yeah. Started getting shit in the mail. Yeah, yeah. got a lot of stuff in the mail um, from different schools and stuff like that. Honestly, the way I chose my school um, but you knew that. But you knew that was going to be the next step was like college. college. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't have any other... Any particular um, reason. Skills or anything like that. Like any physical skills that I could have turned into a trade or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I always knew it was going to be college after high school. Um, but the way I chose my school was because I didn't have to do an essay and it was um, no money to put in for the um, application. So... <laughs> I told you I'm a procrastinator and I really did not want to write an essay for college so that was how I chose the school that I went to. Um, because it was a little bit easy to get in. Mm, um, I didn't take the ACT. I took the SAT. I took the SAT. I think I did both. Because um, with that school, you didn't have to. You could take it one or the other, and I was like, okay, I'll just take the SAT. Right. Um, to get into school. So that's how I chose my small that's little how, That's how you school. picked. All right, so was there any... So you knew college was going to be a part of it, part of the future. Mm-hmm. But what were you thinking career-wise then? Career-wise? Or even a field, not specifically, because there's a lot of people that are like, especially in our kind of, uh, you know, realm that went to went to USC and the Citadel and shit, and they're like, I'm going to be an FBI agent. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're going to be a, tw you're, I was like, you're going to be a 22-year-old FBI agent? Okay, cool. Yeah, right. Good I luck. Mean, that's what everybody tells you, you know, that right. to aim federal aim for some um, FBI or something like that. Um, so I knew like I was going to go like into the criminal justice okay. field. Um, I'd looked at a couple schools that... Any particular reason? For criminal justice? Right, well, like, I just love CSI. I just love NCIS media is a big New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> like so media is a big influence. Um, not going to lie, I love... Olivia Benson from SVU. Of course. Okay. Who doesn't? Okay. 
Mm. Um, anyways, but I took some law enforcement classes in high school and law enforcement classes in high school. So yeah. they were provided through the high school or it was like a college prep thing? Um, it was like kind of like a um, technical school that was associated. I gotcha. So it was college credit. Um, it could have been, but again, I'm lazy, so I didn't try to look into it. <laughs> okay. um, but I took like two law enforcement classes, um, with the same teacher, and it wasn't very book heavy. It was very much like, honestly, the stuff that I do in the field was stuff that I learned in that class. Hmm. So we fingerprinted in that class. We um, cleared rooms, cleared houses, and all that stuff. And wow. Okay. So like that that class is what made me want to go into the criminal justice field who is the who taught or in general who taught that was, it was it somebody a, it through was a former the, um, it was a former law enforcement officer that worked for a tech school yeah okay yeah so i got you know like first-hand knowledge you know how you have professors teachers that are like yeah this is you know criminal justice but i've never worked a day in the field and you can just tell Right. Yeah, like they've never been a cop. Yeah. So you're getting taught by like lawyers or something like that. But yeah, like I mean, this one it was serves its purpose in yeah, some places. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well this one he was, you know, an actual cop. He worked the road and everything like that. So okay. he's getting that first hand cool. knowledge and everything. We need more of that. Right. Well so yeah. Criminal justice. Um, that was the field I wanted to go in. That was the degree I was looking for. And it's not the same as criminology. Okay, explain the difference. Um, well, criminal crim, criminology. Jesus, how do you say that? It's. I think it's more statistics. Okay. In crime. Right. It's um, like socio. It's like the sociology of crime. Yeah. Whereas, which I did take a criminology class. It's. So like theories and everything like that. It's all it's like the nerdy side of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, where I think criminal justice is more, you know, criminal law. And even though my degree is pretty much a sociology degree mm -hmm. still, but not, it was a little bit more than just the theories and everything like right. that. But don't ask me. I didn't. My degree is in criminal justice, not criminology, so I can't tell you the difference. So sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so then I chose a small private school in North Carolina to go to, and I chose a small school because I didn't want to feel like a number. Okay. In a big college. Okay. Um, I think it has to do with uh, mm, kind of personalities, what you like. If you're okay being a small fish in a big pond, or if you want to be a big, there's some people that go to smaller schools because they want to be a big fish in a small pond. Um, right. Uh, I wanted that, I guess, one-on-one -on -one experience with the professor because there's yeah. a couple of professors that I worked for that I could talk to, just go to their office and right. you know discuss theories or papers that I had mm -hmm. questions on. Yeah. Um. So I wanted that experience where I like I was a face with a name, not just a number. Right. So, not, you know, 
so didn't come out to school or anything like that. You didn't have a big Carolina experience. But um, I enjoyed my college experience and the small school yeah. and everything like that and small campus and stuff. Okay. But yeah, so, but the thing was with my small school is the criminal justice program was young. Like they were still building it, still trying to figure out what the um, what you needed to graduate with a criminal justice degree, right? So I mean, it's kind of cool sometimes when you're a part of something that's developing and not like an established. Yeah, it's until I mean, it's not really fun to do that all the time. But yeah, it was okay until like our the head criminal justice professor left my senior year, so then we got a new guy, and it was kind of just you know transitioning from one it's person your to last year and he's trying to change everything yeah <laughs> that's what it felt like but um i did have to do some internships for my degree and everything like that and um just you know okay so i mean during that time frame so you're in college from what years oh my god um so okay graduated high school 2015 so 15 to 19 so the kind of yeah, like the anti the anti the renewed anti-cop culture is like in oh, full okay, is in yeah. full swing by this point right well um, um so where i went to college at it was it was near charlotte and um, I think there was a sh shooting in that time frame mm -hmm. that happened in Charlotte. So, mm -hmm. you know, they were marching in Charlotte and um, doing what they were doing in Charlotte. And I think my school had a march also during that time, too. Yeah. Um, if that's the one I'm thinking of, it was a black officer. In the apartment complex, maybe? I can't. The remember. one I'm thinking of is on the, and it was Charlotte Mecklenburg, and it was on yeah. the, it was on the street. It wasn't in an apartment complex. Was I'm not, it? Okay. I don't I don't know that one. Well, it's I'm not, not coming sure, to mind at the moment. But yeah, but there was um, a march and everything. Like marches like everywhere else. I mean, all the all the Carolina athletes marched last year. Gotcha. Um, whatever. Right. So, um, I will say that the stuff going on then did influence some of my um, research topics in, in college. Like I had to, in order to graduate. But it didn't sway you away from the profession? No. Like, oh, you're like, oh, no. No, it didn't. It um, Why? still wanted to do it and everything like that. Well, why didn't it sway me? No, I don't want to say I'm naive in thinking that, you know, I could change the way people view officers and everything like that. But, I mean, <coughs> I felt like I knew myself. I knew what my um, preferences for biases are. Yeah. And felt like if I could come out and work the road and be a patrol. Right then maybe I can make a difference in a small way. Right. So. I don't, I don't have a good answer for your yeah. question. I'm still, I'm still young in my career, so. Right. 
We'll end it. There's so many. Uh, you're not going to make. Like, I don't know. One person's going to want to see this in the cob. One person's going to want to see that. But oh, yeah. I think a big. And this is kind of one of the reasons I wanted to have you on because you were where you're at. You're local. Mm -hmm. You came back. Right. Uh, and you're biracial. So. Tell my secrets like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, half of everybody that's going to listen is going to know, so it's fine. Because, um, I mean, I can only go, being a very Aryan white man, I can only go so far with with certain, certain people you run into. Like, where people are going to see me and they're going to be like, oh, man, this fucking white cop. And, like, you hop out and well, they're like... You say that, but I think maybe if I looked a little bit older, too, um, I'd have people treat me differently. I think a lot of people see me jump out of my um, Explorer, an SUV, and they're like, oh my gosh, he's a cop. Like, I think that's like one of the first yeah, things people like say Yeah, you're like the little, uh, who's the bunny? Judy Hopps from, <laughs> <laughs> from Zootopia? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. That's not an inaccurate statement. That's a that's a type too. Is that that little that little super positive female cop? Is oh, it I that say is? That. I've seen it a, a lot. Super positive. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I don't think I'm Judy Hopps. That's not it. <laughs> we do not have the same personalities. Maybe not all the time. Maybe. Maybe. All right, so none of that sways you while you're in college. Right. You just keep on hammering. So. It, it's intriguing. Right. I'll say that. Right. Because um, you have a bunch of different layers to everything that's going on. You know, you have the, you have social economic layers, you have the race layers, you have a bunch of layers to all of that, to all of the issues that we're seeing today. It's complex. And I think that's what intrigued me, what made me want to keep pursuing a, you know, a career in law enforcement too. So leading into, I mean, did you start doing internships and shadowing people immediately or was that like the second half um yeah so i think i want to say 17 to 18 so uh, i was sophomore going into junior year i am um, i did an internship with a department um for like a month but i couldn't use that for my um internship for for school so i had I had to have an 100 hours to graduate mm, um, okay. with an internship. So I then went and interned with a like a 4-H program in North Carolina. Okay. That this program worked with um, with kids with juveniles who I I guess had some behavioral issues, mm. kind of like an alternative to um, <laughs> going to DJJ and stuff right. like that. So. Um, I worked with a program like that, and that's how, th I think those were the only two internships that I did. Um, I did 
I was a student aide for a professor at my school also, and I'm sat in on her classes and everything like that, so. But outside of that, I didn't do anything, any other internships or anything. So did those help you, like, hey, I want to do this within law enforcement? Like, there's some people that just know that they want to be CSI, or just like, I just want to get to investigations, or I just really want to do SWAT, or, you know, and there's always specialty units, I mean, depending on how big your department is, obviously, you know, Charleston is going to have everything, mm -hmm. um, you know, Hampton County is not, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's kind of... Yeah. Um, no, not really, I'm, I like working with kids, but I, there's sometimes, like, I'll get on scene with a couple kids and they're just disrespectful, so I don't really care to work with kids right. anymore. Um, and then with the other internship, it, that was mainly like an in-office thing and everything like that. Um, I'm honestly still trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, I have a, a path that I could take. I have a couple of paths I could take mm -hmm. in my career, but I just, all I really know is I still want to gain experience. That's why instead of um, going anywhere else, I wanted experience more than anything. Um, that's why I came back to be a road deputy, road patrol, or however you want to call it. Right, because I think uh, in the environment we're in, I mean, <coughs> everybody is short in everything. So their traffic units are short, their cat teams are short, the jails are short, the regular road is short, investigation investigations is short. Yeah. Um, large departments are short. <laughs> Small departments are short. Uh, even some conversations that we've had recently with with uh, like USCPD, USP, USCPD is short. College of Charleston PD is short. It's every every size and structure department is short. So right. sometimes people are getting promoted or maybe getting laterally moved to, to, to positions that aren't necessarily lateral and they're not fucking ready. They're too young. They don't have the experience. They don't have the training. Whatever that training looks like, if it's if it if it's college requirements, if it's stuff you know through through the state. Um, because I mean I've seen, I mean ever since I've been in in sixteen, it's been just exception after exception after exception to get people, and and we've reached a point where a lot of big departments have they have like a recruiter. They have, and they give them, you know, they're like going to be a sergeant or whatever. Um, they literally have somebody that their job is to recruit or that was never, you know, that's not like the military, where you, you know, that's not a, it just was never a thing. Yeah. Um, and even to that point, people that are getting these promotions too fast are turning their back on the road very quickly. Um, and I have that discussion it's a regular discussion yeah. if with anybody that's for real about the profession 
which I think is unfortunate um, because the road is the backbone right um, and that's not not just a saying because um, there's um, I mean in the military so so in the Marine Corps they're like oh sergeants are the backbone of the Marine Corps and it's just like not really Lance Corporals are the backbone. <laughs> Lance Corporals and Corporals are the backbone of the Marine Corps. It's not sergeants. Sorry. If that pisses you off, sorry, come fight me. Um, but for law enforcement, the road is dead because I've been at places where all you do is the report and then you never see it again. And I've also been to places where I am the initial officer, I am the investigator I'm the follow-up officer mm -hmm. I process the scenes um, mm. like get DNA from people get like all of it yeah um, and then you get you know people that think they're special because they just sort of given some title where it's like hey motherfucker I've done all that so but no I mean it's good that Someone I know that, because uh, I mean, you've already turned down possibly moving up or being recruited to other places. So you're like, no, I want, I, what, three years, five years, what do you want your benchmark to be of road experience? I don't know. I haven't put a number on it yet. I just feel like I'll know when I'm ready to move somewhere else. Right. And I know right well, now. Well, for I'm anything. Not. Anything I've always seen, even, even for uh, like contracting stuff, it's always like five years is always kind of the golden, a golden number. Um, now within those five years, if there's, you know, a master deputy or officer first class or whatever your next couple level levels are, everybody has a different rank structure. So, mm -hmm. um, but just five years road time like three three to five I mean it depends because there's different different regions um, within agencies and then some other agencies where you're just I've been an agency where it's like you get one report a night and that's that's it and then it's up to you run traffic and I've also been somewhere where you're your average if you're a regular deputy you're getting like five to seven every shift so um, so you don't know if it wants to like CSI from everything you saw on TV or you said well, you said know. sometimes you we like know. kids but sometimes you don't like <laughs> it's coming from somebody that's not a parent yet <laughs> I've seen enough to <laughs> make that decision yeah, um, <laughs> just based on you know, stuff Seeing I see other people's kids. on scene and stuff I oh, see yeah. just like when I'm off duty oh, yeah. too. Seeing stuff at work, it's it's it it makes you question having kids. It makes you question having more kids. It makes you question just I'm just gonna stay single the rest of my life and just be asexual because <laughs> <laughs> all the domestics uh, that are always present in South Carolina, it's fucking it can. Uh, can make you very pessimistic very quickly. Right. I mean, just birth control is a wonderful invention. 
It's the yeah. best thing. And there's ever. like a million options. Um, <laughs> well, well, I mean, you mentioned CSI, and that that's not realistic. You know, the stuff you see on TV and everything like that. I mean, we've had a, you know, we've processed crime scenes, taken pictures, and I pulled, you know, bullets out of cars and everything like that to get the, um, you know, it, what we could find in the car yeah. and fingerprints and stuff like that. I just think with the, um, all the stuff that we saw on TV growing up, mm -hmm. it just romanticizes some of these positions where people think that's how it is everywhere it's like no in those shows they're like in new york city right who has i'm pretty sure nypd has more cops than the entire state of south carolina does all put together <laughs> like yeah. it's not even it's not even realistic yeah um the original csi was in Aus metro las vegas yeah. um People are out here getting lit at the state park. Um, yeah, so, so all those things, all those things, like, that's what you do on regular road patrol. You don't have some special fucking unit that comes in with, like, can't, right. like... No, I mean, if it's a serious thing, then you'll right. have, you know... Right, depending on the crime and your department, they'll have you sent, like, hey, you need to call investigator for this, or, hey, we yeah. need to call, we need to call SLED for this. Right. I know. Um, I do, like... That is the side of um, road patrol that I do enjoy is processing crimes and trying to figure out the big picture and what happened. You know, picking up bullets on the side of the road. That's it's a great time. Um. So now that we kind of just got like the whole life timeline here, mm -hmm. what did you think about? I mean, basically entering a man's world. Um, but I mean, you were, you played sports, so that kind of takes that edge off. Right. And well, your this. primary parent was your father. Yeah. Um, so that can make a difference. Yeah. Um, not, I don't know. It's, it can be frustrating when I go on scenes and have to quote unquote be the man on the scene right mm -hmm. so I have to be the one that's aggressive I have to um, you know like clear a house for someone that that's bigger than me and I'm like why this is your house you can't do this you know I heard like, a bump in the n I heard something outside can you check my property right it's like it's a big ass dude <laughs> and you're just standing there with your hands and hips like are you, are you fucking kidding me um <laughs> No, I knew what kind of, not saying that, you know, this is a, like, a toxic masculine field. I'll just use that, those words. Yeah. Or anything like that. Because yeah, it's, the, I don't think those it's, are hot it words. is. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I enjoy working with men. That's mainly, maybe, like, 90% of the people I work with are yep. men. Yep. Um, I think my experience, though, is probably a little bit different than other people because I am I'm the youngest person one of the youngest people at my department also right so um, with that being said I feel like I do get treated a little bit differently not in a bad way but just more 
the men around me feel more protective, I guess, mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and check up on me a lot and everything like that. But I, I knew what I was getting into when right. I, you know, went to college and went into debt for this this um, career field and everything but I will say one of the maybe one of the only times I was worried about it was when I watched this movie it was End of Watch like Jake Gyllenhaal and I forget the other guy's name Mm -hmm. I watched it in like high school there's a scene there where this female cop is getting beat like he's sitting on her hips and he's beating the fuck out of her in like the front yard or whatever Mm -hmm. I was like oh oh fuck that could be me let's let's not make that happen and that scared me for a second but then i was like oh fuck that and yeah just just keep going yeah and do this there's lots of stuff you can do to prevent somebody on top of you in a full mount of course yeah (laughs) there's a lot of other steps that could happen before that right (laughs) to help you out i mean that's that's tv stuff but that made me nervous for a second there but you know i'm still here Still doing it, so. So one thing we always talk about a lot is like stuff you do <coughs> on your own time because law enforcement will never get all the training they need. Right. You know, they don't, uh, I, I mean, most departments scrape by, by uh you know, meeting their yearly requirements for, you know, shooting, driving, whatever comes out of the academy. Mm-hmm. What's um, some stuff you do and you recommend to, like, some other females to just kind of, I don't know. Some people are more, uh, you know, live the lifestyle type than others. Okay. But I think regardless of, you know, how much you wear – a gun and a badge off duty than you do on duty. Mm-hmm. So, like fitness, shooting, keeping up with case law, stuff do you like to study that's like work specific? Um, but what'd you say? Shooting? Mm-hmm. I try to shoot. Like any type, any type of training. Yeah. Well, I try to. Keeping you sharp. I'm trying to get better at shooting. I was really bad in the academy I was really bad before I came here did you um, shoot it all growing up no I like shot maybe six months the first time I shot was like six months before I got hired to where I'm hired now mm-hmm. um, so I'm just I'm trying to get better at that trying to get more accurate and feel more comfortable um, with the gun I have to wear on my hip for work mm-hmm. you know um, so I try to shoot as much as I can when I can, when it's um free, you know, because those are always good Yeah, because it doesn't really, <clears throat> it's a bad environment to be able to make it affordable to go shooting anything. Yeah. Well, so just that and, um, you know, try to work out regularly, try to, is the key word there. Yeah. Um, the schedule... And some people uh, fail differently or harder than others when it comes to the like fitness and diet mm. side of it. Yeah, I'm failing on the diet side. <laughs> but, um, well, that's because Waffle House is always open. 
That's one cool place. McDonald's is always open. Right. Arby's is open late. All the shitty places are open late. Which All the good I, places. That's probably be the only downside I really have to say about being in patrol unit is that I, you know, I don't have a whole lot of food choices yeah. in the middle of the night and everything yeah. like that. But it's a lot of, to do it right, it's a lot of meal prep and having a cooler in the car. Yeah. Like, and you gotta stay on top of it, which, depending on how much overtime you're working, what your shifts are like, like, we've all ran into those cycles where it's like, work, sleep, work, mm -hmm. sleep, work, sleep. And after you do that for a while, it, I mean, it's like, hey, man, I got to do clothes. Like, right. my dog is losing his fucking mind because he's in the cage half the day, every day. Exactly. Um, as far as any other training that I do? Yeah, anything outside the box. I mean, in South Carolina, they, they send stuff out to the academy. Depending on how big your training department is, they'll toss some stuff out or... With block training, if well, it's quarterly or I will or, say or that yearly, um, I think since okay, so I kind of got burned out from school. Okay. Right, you know, a lot of schooling, and you're in, you know, honors classes and stuff like that. You get kind of burned out. Um, so I kind of like to think it, think of it as I'm trading in like classes and stuff for training. So I kind of. Where I love school and everything like that, I, I like training. So I try to get as much, I try to accept as much training opportunities opportunities that I can, but I mean, those opportunities aren't always there. Mm -hmm. um, but when they come available, I try to jump on those. Yeah. I know, because I know for me and most of the, most of the guys in our circle, we we're down with training but we don't want to do anything that's like mm, training and like we like physical training so if we're running and gunning working on fitness clearing houses new mm -hmm. techniques for this and that whatever practicing traffic stops maybe doing different things with traffic stops doing different stuff with warrant service we're all down with that but when it comes to like book training like sitting in a class mm -hmm. like a classroom setting yeah. or hey like uh have you thought about you know because i mean half half of us now already have degrees anyway in law enforcement now that's been kind of a standard that's been growing and growing like oh have you ever thought about like getting your master's and it's not like fuck no i don't want to go back to school it i'm still free. Yeah, I'm still I'm still paying off. Yeah, it, there's certain things where it's like, hey man, like I already, I am, I've been out of school for eight, eight years, nine years, still paying that student debt. Like, oh yeah, like I don't want to do any more. You know, you don't want school debt. If you want any other debt, it's gonna be me buying or building a house. You know, or doing you know some type of personal investment like that. Not right paying for overpriced school yeah. all over again. Right. Um, I don't mind sitting in classrooms sometimes. It's just, I just got to have snacks. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. I have to okay. have snacks to sit in the classroom. Um, but, yeah, I like the physical stuff. I'm starting to like that a little bit more. Um, 
physical training, clearing houses, like you said, and all that. Like, I, I enjoy that stuff. It's not um, something I did before becoming, you know, an officer, and but it's something I really enjoy now. But any advice to give to any females? Are we talking, you know, just other officer females? I don't think I'm qualified to give that advice, but as far as... Um, giving advice to just females, you know, safety, just pay attention to where you are. Don't get, compl you know, complacent. And honestly, just pay attention. I think a lot of what we, a lot of the calls we go to on the road is people not paying attention to, not being aware of where they are, not just... Officers or complainants? Uh, the complainants. Like, I think a lot of our calls are, a lot of the calls that I get or, you know, people aren't paying attention or just just pay attention to what's going on around you and and everything. Okay. If that makes sense. It makes sense to me. Alright, so we'll leave it on uh, one more positive thing. What's kind of your favorite part or parts of just law enforcement in general that maybe a lot of people don't think about or maybe something that other female officers or females that are thinking about becoming officers, it's like, hey, like this is actually pretty enjoyable because of X, Y, and Z. Because <coughs> you're still, because you're still in it. Even at the two-year mark, you're already, what, what's the stat that they give at the academy about like this time next year, like a third of y'all aren't going to be in law enforcement or something like that? Yeah. You remember that number? Yeah. Or it might have changed when you went through. Um, no, that sounds right. Um, I don't... I think my most enjoyable part right now is, like, the people I work with. Having good supervisors, you know. It makes the... It, it makes it makes the difference. It makes yeah. a huge difference. Right. It's like... As far as I know, I get along with everybody, and um, and I can, you know, go to them if I have, like, a stupid question or something like right. that, and they, they might make fun of me for it, but they'll still answer the question or find out the answer for me if they don't know it, and right. I think that's what's enjoyable for me is having experienced people around me that I can learn from. And just good leadership to give a fuck about you. Yeah, that that makes that's it, always nice. Yeah, it makes a huge difference um, no matter where you're at. And I think for a female, that's a that's a big that's a big thing. Is that you know, having her feel comfortable, too. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of because I mean with guys, there's a lot of. I remember my uh, my fur my second phase FTO after I got certified, mm -hmm. and just he was just not just in general just not a good teacher. Yeah. And I came from a family of teachers. I like teaching myself. Right. I like coaching. I like helping. And he just, uh, and it was one of those things where like he had to be an FTO. It was just part of the promotion process. Okay. And so you just had to. It was kind of like, kind of like in the military, like <clears throat> the way it's structured now. Like you're either going to be a drill or a recruiter. You got to do one of them. And there's some people that aren't good at fucking either one. But just. His uh, his answer to so much stuff was, look it up, look it up, don't be a pussy, 
look it up. I'm like, God damn, like I can't get an intelligent answer out of you. That's that's another thing too for just any new officers having people who are already so pessimistic on the job that ruins it for right. other people. It's just like it's like oh well, if that's the fucking answer to everything. Yeah. Do you hold, do you hold criminals to that same kind of standard? Are we still arresting the people and prosecuting on those same type of standards? So why the fuck are you teaching me how to enforce laws in that same stop? Like what? Right. Yeah, those those kind of people I try to avoid as much as I can. Unless, yes. You know, yes. I have to work with them, but I think um, that's a big thing too. Well. That's a big thing too, just for anybody. Like, annoy or avoid. Uh, what have we been calling it? Um, just toxic officers. Yeah. Just in general, fuck them. Like, get. Don't pay attention to them. Don't entertain them. I mean, still be. Hey, what's up, man? Good. You have a good like. Just the courtesy stuff. Yeah, just then. courtesy stuff. But don't. Don't entertain. It, yes. Um, um, yeah, just don't entertain toxic motherfuckers like that anywhere. That's I mean that's just life. You don't have to deal. Right. You don't have to deal with that. I don't. No. Well, nobody. I mean, not. I didn't mean you. Just. Yeah, yeah. In general, the audience. Okay. Anything else? As you look into the wild blue yonder, this beautiful park that you just had to come to to fucking record my shortest interview yet yeah you're welcome um <laughs> short and sweet perhaps <laughs> no there's not that i can think of that no okay well good stuff all right guys hope you enjoyed it um i've got a couple other people down the pipeline of this and they're not necessarily going to be law enforcement just ladies in first response um whatever you liked let us know whatever you didn't like let us know um, IG is our Instagram for anybody that doesn't know the abbreviation. Whatever. We've got a couple old folks on here. <coughs> Reach out to us on there. Um, we also have our combat apparel discount code. So don't forget about that. CTG15 Charlie Tango Golf 15 for 15% off. Um, Share, share and review. That's kind of our two two biggest things that'll kind of push us. You get more likes on Instagram, get more followers on, uh, you know, on the podcast just in general, and that can help us get sponsorships and just get us in front of some other eyeballs that maybe we haven't been in front of before. All right, guys. Till next time. <laughs>